Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 184 for Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? Are you guys doing good? Did you have a good week? Everything fun and exciting in your world? Are you guys out there deciding what votes count and what votes didn't count (laughs) on behalf of our neighbors to the south, right? Because all of us armchair experts reading what the internet says, there's no lies on the internet, right? And the one page you visited that already corroborated your story, that's the right one. Uh, I'm just kidding. I've been I've been talking to all sorts of people who've got the inside scoop for me, which is hilarious. And uh, and I've had some people happy about my stupid rants on last week's episode. But today uh, I got my uh, my good buddy Paul Meyerha is with me. He's the headliner here in Ottawa. We just worked together in Kingston. We watched the election craziness together in our jammy jams. Yeah, comfortable <laughs> pants for five days. We had uh, ABC on. Yep. And we, just, we were just watching everything, which was hysterical. And it was, we get to that point where we were like, oh, I guess we have to get ready for work soon. Oh yeah. Real, real life. <laughs> which to think of stand-up comedy as like the real life part. It's like, oh, I got to go work. Oh man. That's where we earn our money is the three hours before a show when you're just in <laughs> sheer panic. Like there's some comics that think they're going to do well every night. And I'm not one of those. Like I, in my mind, I am going to die a horrific death. 20 years of, for three hours before before the show thinking like god if they're gonna figure out the trick man you're fucked yeah you're fucked you're not gonna do well <laughs> and it's horrible stress and in your pajamas yeah and they feel like to me it's always been that that one sentence where like you're a fraud yeah. and we tonight we figured it out as a collective this guy's full of shit he's not the real deal yeah this isn't him he's not being himself yeah, yeah. no you're not funny buddy and we know it yeah Time to quit. Yeah, every 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 show. And you went through the same thing the week that we worked together that I went through literally the week before, mm-hmm. which was haven't done a headline set in since quarantine or the pandemic started or whatever. Uh, you had an infinitely better first show. Than I did. <laughs> you keep on saying that, but no, you're dude, one of those. You cats. had to see it. You know, you had to see it. Like oh, yeah. I, I can wear it. Completely comfortable. Sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, everyone said there was good. I said, no, not so much. You're one of those guys, though, that always says, oh, it didn't really do well. And then meanwhile, you killed every time. That's, you're one of those comics. You're one of those guys that's blowing smoke up my ass right now. (laughs) I think I do okay. I do, I do my job. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm also a big fan of yours. I've, I've talked to you up to everybody. So at the same time, I, I watch guys like you and I'm like, oh, that's, that's what you're supposed to do right there. Yeah. Call it stage. Haven't done it in eight months. Uh, all right, here we go. First joke. Okay, we did it. Right. We did it. Right. You're like your own hype man, and I and it works. It gets everyone in Whereas I'm just like, I'm supposed to pretend like it's funny, and they're all like, what's happening? I'm like, they're on to me. They're on to me. 
<laughs> well, I just, yeah, I had to tell the audience, like, we're all in, we're all in the same ship here, and it might sink, so fucking let's uh, <laughs> lower our expectations. I had my book, you know, you're doing 45 minutes for the first time, and uh, yeah, so I, I had my cheat sheet with me, and it was a terrifying experience, very terrifying. But it went great. So by the, by the end of the week, you were like, I'm fine. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, I think that first night I definitely forgot where jokes went and I forgot, oh, well, I need to do that joke before this joke because there's a little bit of a callback or whatever. All that nonsense was out the way. And you lost your fucking voice. I lost my voice. You lost your voice the first show. And you yeah. saying, I don't think I've done that much screaming in a long time. So we end up leaving the club early to go find like honey lozenges and things yeah. like that at a Walmart. We're going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ginger tea. Yeah. 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 You're right. But that, that's very, that shows that I have a good relationship at home for eight months. I wasn't yelling. So that's nice. That's a, that's a, a testament. You to did it mind. once. There you go. You did it once and you lost your voice. Not yeah. like oh, a week straight of yelling. Like we haven't had any big fights. We've had a couple one-offs zero yeah. had you had one fight you would have lost your voice and be like totally. Listen, I can't and it was a horrible moment for me too because i realized i'm like wait a minute i'm one of those yelly hacks you know because i hadn't, <laughs> hadn't yelled and i'm like i scream through my act like you guys are gonna find this funny like it's fucking i'm like oh my god would you suggest the occasional domestic dispute just to keep a comic i should just to keep his, his throat you know that's the yeah. that's the workout yeah and my better half is a fiery mediterranean girl so i should be in uh yelling <laughs> matches but I'm, I'm still like a, a beta fucking norwegian so when her family and her are fighting i'm sitting at the table like dead quiet like oh my god this is really scary i don't like it. you don't try to mediate and no hell no you don't jump into a mediterranean <laughs> box fire no fucking way no chance i I just sit there with my eyes down like oh my god this is this is terrifying are you the tallest one too at the oh table? yeah he, yeah by that's far, so by funny far. the storm giant has got his head down yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i'm not kidding no no reasons don't roll that way the we rule don't. is we do not interfere with the quarrels of men <laughs> <laughs> just, just the way zeus has spoken yeah yeah <laughs> terrifying yeah well, that's funny. I think, yeah, it's just to lose your one time. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the good side of domestic disputes. Just say, maybe I want to be a comedian one day and I don't want to Yeah, I get to get your reps in, basically what it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yelling. <laughs> right now and again. Or you just get in a conversation with Jay, in which case you're like, oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, that guy's voice never blows out because he's just got it on on ten all the time. Yeah, and he's not yelly. He just uh, he he just he can just go. He's just yeah. one of those guys. And so are you. You can just go too. Like you can just talk. It's a, I find that it's skill unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Really? You, you just can't like whether I, I have something to say or not. Oh, I, got, I went. I can't fucking do a radio show. You guys can just go. Like you can just like go and then tell me, give me a time, and I'll I'll fill the space. And I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> you know why? What? Because you're a secure person. Uh, <laughs> that's why that's why you're the, like you don't have to talk all the time i'm just like because i don't like silence silence right. is where the insecurity breeds uh, so it's like it's like the constantly spraying the the extinguisher on the flames you take a break it gives a chance for the fire to start up again so just just, just spraying it constantly that's <laughs> It's, like, it's again nor scandinavian heritage that's all it is is you get used to silence very quick christmas dinner is just like uh snow yeah 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 and then followed by 40 seconds of silence <laughs> until yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, thinks yeah, of another yeah, subject yeah. <laughs> you guys are just looking for confirmations basically yeah do you agree to the terms and conditions yeah. today snow's cold yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There you go. And that's it. Just quiet. And that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Like, dude, when people are quiet, I, I get so insecure. Really? Well, because when people are talking, I can get the tone, the the cadence. I can get an idea of where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I don't like emailing. I think we talked about this. I don't, I don't, well, reading and writing, whatever, that's one thing. But I just mean, I don't like emailing mm. because emailing is, is cold. There's no tone in it, mm-hmm. right? You know how they say like, what is it? 60 to 70% of communication is nonverbal. Right, right. Right. So to just have the, the text, no tone, no body language, no eye contact you don't even get that on the phone but i'm just saying like i don't it's so impersonal so for me i'm like i don't like emailing because i'm like if i'm especially if i'm doing like a proposal or something it's like to me my immediate go-to is it gives them way more time to say no yeah do you know what i mean whereas if, if you're talking to someone on the phone you can still tell no but you can as you're presenting what you're doing you can hear their level of interest or even conversationally like yeah. if they're breaking eye contact and look okay i don't have your attention i gotta switch it up or whatever right but email is like oh i can they can just take two weeks to find a very polite way to say not interested i hate it i hate <laughs> yeah, it 16 drafts like I well that's exactly it yeah, right it's yeah. like i took all this time to write it out that's the thing is it takes me more time you know i can't i can't you know uh produce my level of excitement in a a thing like sales pitches. That's why you got to have a dude there. It's not like you can't just have a big banner with all the written presentation on it. It's, it's more fun to have a dude who's excited and yeah. whatnot. Like imagine reading the ShamWow presentation without that Vince guy doing oh, it. Oh, it'd be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I get just, a cloth, cut up a t-shirt, dumb fuck. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, t- that was the, the, what do they call it? The tagline or whatever. The top of it. It's a fucking t-shirt. Cut it up. Wipe it down. I got one of my buddies. Um, he's a, a comedian, but also like a presenter or promoter. And uh, he has an email signature that uh, says, uh, have a great day, you know, uh, at the end of every one of his emails. But he's a man that is in constant conflict with like, you know, theater owners and radio stations and stuff like that. And it constantly gets him in trouble because he'll send like a really snarky email. Like, uh, you know, and then at the end, it just says, have a nice day with an exclamation point. (laughs) Yeah. And it just feels like such a fucking. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Great one. Yeah. You fucking patronizing (laughs) asshole. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, I I just, but it's like that with silences for me, even just silence, someone's sitting there and they're like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. I I immediately assume I've said something or because with no feedback, it's just kind of like, yeah. And then the more talking, because I'm like, oh, I better fix what I just did. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's how it works for me. <laughs> Silence makes me so uncomfortable. We must have hated our week together in Kingston in the house with a Scandinavian guy that's just constantly <laughs> silent. You, no, but you're, you're very positive. I did get insecure, though, because I was just like, because I'd be like, uh, hey, my yeah, it's good stuff. Like, I, I really enjoy it. Like, that was just me being excited. You're like, oh, no, it's great. And I'm like, he doesn't mean that. No, what the Nespresso? I loved it. <laughs> but I just mean whatever it would be. You're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Oh man, yeah, no, for sure, that's great. I'm like, I like the four year old. Like, great picture, Billy. I'm gonna put it on the fridge. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he's either the sweetest person ever, or he's just like, yeah, yeah, great. Let this be over. Stop. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Guess I was too excited about whatever it was. No, no, I am extremely positive. I really am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, and you, I, and I, and I believe that. There's just that that nagging insecurity in the back of my mind always. And I'm just like, just talking much. They just want to be left alone. <laughs> you know, he's only told you six times that he's got a blown ear drum or whatever. <laughs> I just need one hour to myself for it to crust over so that it can scab up and heal. You know, just give me ten minutes. I love it. You're like you and Jay. You guys have that gift where you can just talk and talk. But I'm like. 
That cuts me so deep. Well, it's a <laughs> positive thing. It's a great skill. It's an amazing skill. It's probably a grass is greener thing. So yeah. for, but that's why I say, I think that the, the quiet is a security place. You're like, I don't feel the need to yeah, yeah, yeah. take it and do with it whatever you will. And that eardrum thing's true. Twice I burst my eardrum. Once in a fist fight when I was uh, 16 years old, I got hit in the eardrum and I popped it. Hit in the eardrum? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's impossible. <laughs> Tiny so thinking, He's Very got a fucking <laughs> one inch spike like RoboCop on the end, on the end of a ring, punches, he goes right, boom. Or like somebody missing an arm with a hook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I punched a, hooks uh, you on this. Yeah. <laughs> a war vet. I punched a war vet. Uh, yeah. His name was uh, Tyler Munson, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, bro- bro- broke my eardrum. And the second one was uh, scuba diving in uh, Thailand. Uh, Too deep? The bends or whatever? Yeah. So because of the first perforation, uh, I have to wear like a uh, ear blocker when I go diving. And uh, uh, the cord for the blocker wrapped around my tank and it pulled it out at the bottom uh, depth. And then all that pressure hit it at once and it, it burst again. So you've per- like perforated your eardrum? Yes. Twice. And you can still hear it a bit? Uh, yeah, it's less, but, uh, and it's constantly, like I was telling you right now, I have an ear infection. There's just constant ear infections and, uh, and I hear less out of that one for sure. But I thought when the ear, that, what do I know? But I thought when the eardrum was like burst, it's like, that's it. It's done. You're e- deaf in that ear. Yeah. If it, if it completely, uh, ruptures for sure, but the, these are just perforations, so holes in it. And it was really yeah. funny because the first time it happened after the fight, I came home and I was like, mom, uh, hold your hand up. And I put her hand up my, her hand up by my ear and I plugged my nose and my other ear and I pushed and air would come through it. And she was like, we're going to the fucking hospital. Unbelievable. And then I was like, doctor, look at this. And I put your hand up. So he could feel air blowing. Yeah. I could blow air out of it. And then the doctor's like, first things first, no more party tricks. (laughs) (laughs) No more party tricks. I could have been your closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have a member of the audience, a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been funnier if you, like, filled your mouth with, like, tomato juice or something. Yeah. <laughs> Spray red all over their head. You could have been, like, the new Gallagher. <laughs> Just making a mess on stage, blowing shit out your ear. <laughs> I'm permanently deaf. <laughs> but I can feel the applause. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Wow. Uh, what was do you, what was the fight over? Oh, uh, we were working at Taco Time. Uh, we were both employees at Taco Time. And uh, I had seniority over him, even though we were both young. And uh, it was just like, you know, boys will be boys. Just a wrestling match uh, that got out of control. Oh, okay. And I put, um, I actually kind of deserved it a little bit. I took his clothes and I put it in water, in the, in the dishwater. And then I threw him against the back of the freezer. So all his, <laughs> his clothes were frozen. In his- it was horseplay, premeditated. Uh, <laughs> he was mad, man. He was so mad. So just you guys. So this is pre-fight. You took all of his clothes. Yeah. You shoved them in the water. And you threw, threw them in the freezer so they'd be rock hard at the end of the yeah. shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he retaliated. Yeah, and punched me in the ear, and uh, and then my eardrum <laughs> burst. And he's he's a great guy. We still follow each other on social media. He's a he's a guitarist now. A great fella. But uh, yeah, so I guess I deserve that one. I, I froze his. <laughs> like, his- I was just horseplay at work. Well, in retrospect. <laughs> totally <laughs> fucked with him. <laughs> so he went home in his uniform. Yeah. Frozen clothing. Frozen clothes. It would have been funnier if he was like, oh, you should put your ice on your ear and he gave you his clothes. To hold on your <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any frozen peas, uh, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, why don't you try my fucking <laughs> flannel shirt? <laughs> 
in dishwater too. Oh yeah. So fucking gross. Gross. Yeah. Hila- yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Very fun. It was it's good. so funny. Whenever people try to pull practical jokes on me or like, I was going to pull a joke on you. I'm like, you have no idea the Rolodex of people that I could call to get back at oh, you. Yeah. You don't want people with nothing but spare time and a fucking prankster mentality to try <laughs> Yeah. To get back and yeah, you don't poke that bear. No, definitely, definitely, <laughs> and not with your listeners either. Your uh, your onesies, you know, you can sick. You have a whole crowd to sick them on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Dial this number, make you know all that stuff's great. That's oh yeah, good fun. I've I've had people be like, oh, I want to try to get at somebody. I have an idea for you know. Do you have any any suggestions? I'm like, of course, of course, there's suggestions. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um. So I, I was going to see if there's anything here on this list that my my listeners would be more interested in than these stories. I doubt it. Uh, I went. I, I, I did go deal with a bunch of garbage for my sleep apnea machine. Your CPAP. I'm a CPAP. Which actually, you it's a bring bi- on it's the actually road. a BiPAP machine, which is like more so because apparently, shockingly enough, this guy who never shuts up has a deeper lung capacity than most. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, I got quite the set of pipes on me. Yeah, you do do about five paragraphs per breath. <laughs> You're a killer whale of conversation. <laughs> Do they have deeper? Look? <laughs> I look. There we go. How about that? There we go. Got a snort. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been doing that a lot more lately. When I laugh, as I just breathe in, I think it's the fucked up sinuses. And you did not bring your CPAP uh, no. to Kingston, so no. yeah. And I couldn't hear you. There was a wall. Uh, I could actually hear the bed squeaking. More. Yeah, but you have a punctured eardrum. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I am an old man. <laughs> You're lucky. Maybe that's that's what saved it. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I had to basically, so I went through this big, long six months process of trying to get a new machine. Uh, I don't need a new machine Yeah. on the record. <laughs> I don't need one, but the people I called for like some CPAP supplies were like, oh, you're eligible for a new machine. So call your doctor. Then your doctor will refer you to a sleep doctor who will give you a prescription that you can bring back to us. And then we'll order you a machine, blah, 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 blah. And I was supposed to go to that, uh, I was supposed to pick up the machine on the morning of one day. And that afternoon I had an appointment with the sleep doctor to yeah. like talk to him or whatever. Okay. And I didn't, it's, it's basically a stupid system where I can only imagine if a senior citizen or something had to deal with it, how frustrating it'd be for them. But, um, they called me two days before the sleep clinic people for my, my sleep doctor appointment. And they were like, um, Hey, just, just want to confirm your appointment. I said, uh, yeah, my appointment is, you know, uh, whatever. I'm good for the appointment, but just a heads up, I'm actually picking the machine up that morning because i remember the first time i got a cpap machine i had to get the machine i had to take it home i had to use it for a while there's like an sd card in it that collects the data from the the sleep right and and then you give that to the sleep doctor he looks it over and goes okay the machine's working and he signs off on on the subsidy right for the ontario government signs off on it yes he needs it there you go and subsidized so i wasn't sure if they had to do the same thing again so i was just trying to be a good person saying hey just by the way i'm picking up the machine in the morning yeah so my sleep appointment i'm not even have any data for him i'm not have one sleep for him to see with this new machine and no man on the phone was like oh, okay well we'll definitely need to reschedule you then so we'll schedule you in january and i was like okay great right all this makes sense so far I'm like yeah. we'll give him the data with the new machine or whatever well the sleep people call me 20 minutes before my appointment and say hey don't bother coming in the doctor won't sign off on it oh. and i go why not because like, well, he hasn't seen you i'm like well what the hell did he like he told me to go get a machine from you guys right go get the machine and then i'd see him afterwards so yeah. what the fuck is all this about so turns out that he just needs to like talk to me and say hey is everything cool i'm like Anyways, it ended up being this giant thing where I have an appointment with him and then I go back and get the machine. 
So basically he gave me the wrong order. And this woman who I spoke to that day shouldn't have canceled my appointment and made it three months later. She should have uh, just said, no, go to your thing, pick up the machine or, or wait to see us and then go pick up your machine the next day. Anyways, it ended up being like a three month delay. I'd already waited like six months to get to this point, but she made a mistake. She should have said, oh, is this your first machine? Or we see her, you're already a client who's had one or something like that. Anyways, long story short, I had to do all the digging. I can only imagine if a senior citizen was like, oh, oh they'd be screwed. No, they wouldn't know what to do. They would be in a limbo where it's like, go get the machine, which is what's said by the sleep doctor. And then the sleep place was like, no, go to your doctor and get him to sign off on it's like well both people are saying wait for the other right 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 so anyways that was a giant pain yes it was like my entire morning calling places to make appointments and they were like you need to get him the sd card before he'll sign off i gave them the sd card they're like oh he already has the information he needs to see you first i go look i already spent half an hour on the phone with you yeah you told me he needed the data now you're saying he needs to see me i go so before i call them back and do it again Tell me exactly what you need from them so I can get it all done in one phone conversation because you've left out that entire, anyway, Ah, just frustrating. And you didn't even need a new machine anyway. Well, I don't need a new one. I'll take it. Sure. Well, for the whole point of what we were talking about, how I don't bring it on the road. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told the the listeners, but I basically have a power supply that's like welded to the wall for for lack of a better term. I have this headboard that, that doesn't have legs. It has to be screwed to the wall. Okay. And I've wired the power cord behind it. And then Uh. where the bed sits and where my desk is and where everything at the foot of the bed is, I basically have to move all of the furniture in my room to be able to pull this enough to dismantle it, to be able to pull the cord out. So you can never move. Well, I can, <laughs> but I'll only do it once. But the idea is like for that, I was like, okay, I'll buy a, a cord. I'll yeah. buy a replacement cord for a hundred bucks. And every time I go to do that, it's like, it won't be delivered. I'm always like, oh, I got to go hit the road. I got to pat. Oh, well, I won't get it for three days and I'll already be gone. Uh, yeah. And then when I come back, I'm not in a hurry. I think we talked about this. I'm like, by the time I get back, I'm not in a hurry to spend a hundred bucks on something I won't need for yeah, six yeah, months yeah, or yeah. whatever. We have so, a, I have a buddy, uh, Lacomber, uh, yeah. also has a CPAP. So the first time he got it, he was coming with me. We were doing a, a golf holiday in British Columbia. Uh, there was four of us, um, all staying in a cabin. And, uh, so it was the first time he was using it. And, uh, he, the first night, you know, that you guys have the lines on your face when you wake up, you know, from, okay. the, from the straps, you know? So he had these, uh, permanent lines cut into his face for the straps. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, something's wrong. Like, he's like, it wasn't more like I slept worse and like, I could barely breathe. And so then he called the doctor and he's like, well, what did you do? And he's like, I put it on like this. And he's like, listen, pal, that only goes over your nose. It doesn't go over your mouth and nose. So <laughs> Sean put the machine over both both yeah. in tubes so he's just like oh, oh, oh like you can breathe out you know yeah. well you can, well funny enough laughing. you can breathe with them because it's not designed to have your mouth open oh okay because if you open your mouth it's just coming out it's just like it's not even getting into your lungs it's literally oh, just oh right because i've got one i've had all of them i've had one that's just like two little things that go right in your nostrils doesn't even cover your nose uh, uh. it's right up your nostrils yeah yeah that one is so intense it dries up my sinuses can't do it okay then there's one that just goes over your nose but you'll sleep with your mouth closed because uh. it just goes in. funny enough if you're if you're getting enough oxygen through your nose mm-hmm. your mouth won't open oh yeah it's oh. like it just clearly creates a seal you open your mouth to get more air that's basically your body going i'm not getting enough through the nose so let's open up another intake uh, so it's designed so that i breathe in and out through the nose I just yeah, breathe in and out so okay. it basically doesn't fight you on the way out oh it wouldn't work for me anyway it all go out my left ear <laughs> 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 want to see a trick snap <laughs> 
detected leak. Oh, and it'll tell you when there's a leak detected. It's fucking hilarious. Really? Oh yeah. Like oh, if the way it sits on your face, there's like air. I've had I woke up in the morning with my eyes on fire because there was just like a little gap between my nose and my cheek, and yeah. the air was just firing into my eye all night while I slept, drying it out like crazy. Like I can only imagine while you're sleeping, just the eyelid sort of puttering open and closed. You had pink eye in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, they're, they're weird machines like that. And I, I even had full face because, like, I guess the way my face is shaped, the cheekbones sort of stick out. So putting a mask on it sits on the cheekbones and over the nose and then the air here on the channel on the side. Mm-hmm. So I've tried full face ones where you're tightening shit and just trying to create a seal in it. Yeah. No dice. But yeah. yeah that's a Scottish cheekbones. Eh? High cheekbones in the Highlands. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, Good for boy. me. <laughs> I win them all, baby. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. The CPAP thing is a pain in the ass. And you got to wash the tubes like every day. Yeah. I don't. Oh, no. You're going to get bacteria in your, in your shit. Yeah. Oh, man. No, no, no. You got to wash that out, man. Well, I, I do it every few days. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm like, no, this already smells like bad breath. I guess it's time to clean it. <laughs> you just put Pert Plus in there or something? There's a, <laughs> get a little two-in-one trying, con- trying to condition the fucking... <laughs> I basically, our sink, it fits right over the, the pipe of the sink, so I'll just like pump a bunch of soap into the tube, hey, yeah. stick it on, turn it on, hold it over the bathtub, and just run the water through it. <laughs> and they sell all these things like so clean where you just stick it in and hit a button. I'm like, oh, that's way better. But then they're like, it just ends up smelling like chlorine afterwards. No, so instead of no, no, smelling no. bacteria, you're smelling chlorine every time you go to sleep. No, it's like, no good. it's like when you inhale, you jump in the water and the, the pool water shoots up your nose and your nose is burning all the time. Oh, fucking hell. I'd rather you just, know, I could just lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> I could just lose weight, but apparently that's uh not little, in the pandemic. Little, we yeah, gotta, I'll blame the pandemic. Back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got to put that back. That project's <laughs> like, you know, fall 2021. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's still less work to clean a tube every week than, than lose the weight. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> oh. I, I do think it's funny that the most basic of human survival skills, breathing, it's not one I can do on my own. It's so good. I'm phoning it in. <laughs> Is there any way uh, someone else? We got anything that can do take care of this for me? Like the ultimate, the ultimate making life easier is a CPAP machine. It's so like the funny. rule number one to being uh, something that's alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Respiration. I'm like, yeah. not for me. <laughs> not for I me. Uber for my lungs. Yeah. Can we outsource <laughs> this? <laughs> Somebody in Silicon Valley to help me out here. This is fucking breathing nonsense. We found this breathing. We made an iron lung the size of a fucking alarm clock. Can you at least strap this to your face, fatty? I'm like, eh, I have to clean it out or what bacteria gets in there makes my lungs worse. Well, you fucking fix it then. <laughs> you fucking eggheads with you got. <laughs> you make one that cleans itself, huh? <laughs> I'll take the tapeworm. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's just—it's fucking pathetic, but it is funny to me. I mean, you got to be able to laugh at oh, yourself. Oh, it's great! Yeah, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, that yeah. every night I got to hook up something that breathes for me. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious, and it's good that the technology's there. You know, I mean, like—is yeah. it? Yeah, is it? We're saving fatties by the fucking <laughs> millions. <laughs> are we saving the best people paul really are we what is my yes. contribution we walk down brilliant minds are uh all shapes and uh different sizes i i think you mind. are you are exceptionally positive well i and i used to be i was a former big man yeah, myself. but former that's the thing that you basically that's redemption uh 
You know what I mean? Like you're the guy who threw himself on the grenade after being like the, you're the Tony Stark. Yeah. Right. You used to sell the weapons. And now you're like, no yeah. peace and goodness. I was happier when I was bigger though. That's the truth. It was awesome. Happier. Oh yeah. It was fucking great. It was great. You eat whatever you want. And you're just like the, the guy with the Hawaiian shirt at the party that everybody wants to talk to. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I don't think I've worn Hawaiian shirts since I was thin. Really? I, was, I think I did it backwards. Oh, mate. You got to get into that. Yeah. Everybody loves a, a big guy with a Hawaiian shirt. Do they, though? Oh, yeah. I think he's more of a prop. Yeah. Well, of course. But we are props. You and I right now are props. We're <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, I don't know. The, the big guy's... Like it's, it's, everybody wants to hang out, mm. but then it's the like, yeah, but I'm still gonna have to go whack off myself. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, yeah. I, who wants to join the fun guy in bed? Everyone's like, uh, yeah, got a bus to catch. Aloha. Yeah. Aloha. The Hawaiian shirt thing is fucking hysterical to me. Just uh, one of the big guy in the Hawaiian shirt. In Canada of all places. Ah, get it? Yeah. They were like the original hipsters. They were wearing they the were. Hawaiian shirts, ironically. Oh, yeah, They yeah, just yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, the white puka shell. I had it all going, man. I had it all going. You just want to walk around like John Hammond all the time. Yeah. In a white suit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this lovely? <laughs> nice fedora, Josh. <laughs> that, was my, that was my CPAP adventure. It's, it's just, good. yeah. It's good. Fighting hard for some. That's the funniest thing. It's like, I'll fight hard for the thing that'll do everything for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he must like feel so much better. Like you're finally sleeping well and uh, you know, you must feel great. The, the, I would say like the sleep haze wears off faster. Yeah. Like when you wake up rather than like feeling sluggish in the mornings, I do feel a little like, okay, I got oxygen last night. So I guess, you know, I used to get like, I wake up dude, especially at Kingston. I was waking up with headaches dry like coughing stuff up for the yeah. first hours away because i basically wasn't breathing at night i woke up like six seven times a night Ugh. constantly probably more no yeah you know, and you don't sleep well in kingston the red deer of ontario you know <laughs> you just, i never sleep well there what am i doing in this place? did you have an okay time sleeping uh yeah it was okay what was it um it was hot though what yeah. was it hot i think it was, it was hot super hot it was hot super hot i had yeah. that room the week before you and i'm like every night waking up throwing the cup the, the sheets off like Ugh. can't breathe too hot and again it's when it's super hot from the ventilation it dries out the air too mm-hmm. which isn't doing me any favors no no no, respiration no, no, no 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 absolutely not yeah but yeah it was all right i got love for kingston a little bit yeah me too i do like i, well, I like fucking around we didn't do a whole hell of a lot we went to costco did we go anywhere else Absolutely not. We were watching electrons. That's right. That's yeah. right. Old uh, Sleepy Joe and Smoking uh, Joe. And I'm still the president. I won. <laughs> I won. It's me. I won. It's stressing all me the, out so All the much. legal votes counted. I can't. Well, I can't look at it anymore because I just want. I just. I'm going to shut it off until January 20th. I can't do it anymore because the thing is, it's working. Like they're doing polls now, and it, he is infecting the brains of everybody down there it is working oh yeah it's just oh yeah everyone's like everyone's like he he got i I spoke to someone this week at my nespresso roadshow in a costco i was talking to and they're like you know that 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 there's so many illegal votes coming in i'm like how would you know that there's illegal oh there's all these votes that they're counting that they shouldn't have counted why do you think they shouldn't have counted them well because he told them to stop counting them i'm like well, of course he did. He has a complete vested interest in not having votes that are against him counted. Yeah. No, no, no. They're they're lying to you down there. And they, I'm like, yeah. That I, I read don't know an article. To tell you, it's fucking ridiculous. I read an article about a, a nurse from South Dakota. She was with a dying patient of COVID, 
and at the, as they were their last breaths, and it was mm-hmm. no family around, obviously, you're yeah. not allowed in there. The last breaths were Biden's going to ruin this country and COVID's fake. And the nurse was like, you are taking your last dying breaths of COVID. You are dying right yeah. now of COVID. And they're like, it's fake. And and then like, Biden's going to <laughs> like that's how much it's in fa- it's, fa- it's yeah. bewildering to me well it's funny to me that there's a country that thinks that a disease was created by the liberals yeah to hurt the chances of a president's re-election even though that president completely stood in the way of any kind of progress on this disease yeah so if it was to hurt his chances wouldn't he have done the best job to prevent it like some of this is just simple logic my last episode dude i was like and i never get super fired up yeah but i was like fired up i'm like you can't even tell these people like when you and i were sitting there we were saying biden's not great he's boring mm-hmm. he's this and that like he's had previous like even though that's the guy that we wanted to win we can still recognize he's got flaws a lot of them right but you i you can't get I said this to, to on last week. I said, you can't get a Trump supporter to admit that anything this guy does is anything but perfect. Yeah. A friend of mine I spoke to said, like, I, I go, he said that he's done more for black people than any other president. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, he has. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're that out to lunch, if you can't, I go, no human being is perfect. But you talk to a Trump supporter, Trump is the most perfect human being that has ever lived and I go, if you can't admit that there's some things about him that are not ideal, less than perfect, like, what is it you think it is? Like, there's like a little linchpin. And if you pull anything out that it all falls, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like people who can't admit that, like, religion has its flaws, you know? Like, they can't even admit that priests fuck kids. There's been yeah. millions of cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just can't admit that it's ever happened. No, it's, it's, a, it's a lie. It's a... Look, maybe there's a bunch of good shit about it, but you got to be able to have a conversation and influence someone else. You can't be like, nope, perfect. Perfect. Everything said perfect. Because you sound to the other people, you sound like a moron. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, you listen to, to Dem- and and you know what? Democrats are full of themselves too. Yeah. They walk around. Our guys, shit doesn't stink. Whatever. Like, that's what it is. Whatever. It's a it's a case of the smallest dogs always bark the loudest. Yeah. And would it be if, if we, it it might be the case? I mean, Trump is polarizing for sure. But it uh, because of you know you watch a documentary like the social dilemma. It probably would have been this divided. Whoever these two people right. were at, in this time frame, it yes. is just the access to information and false information on both sides. Mm-hmm. That uh, so I don't. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's such a big personality. But I think no matter what, we're fucked. The next election. Is going to be the same thing. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, it doesn't matter who the people are anymore. You can find, you know, on both sides. Uh, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's well, it's it's funny to me, and it's kind of sad. I saw something. Uh, maybe I'll be able to pull it up. It was on all things comedy, um, and if I had the fucking good sense to bring in my my other chord, I would have probably played it. But um, George Carlin talked about how in his later years he became an observer. Yeah. He's like, I stopped trying to to change things, and I, I just became an observer of, of what was going on, and I found it a lot more. Uh, a lot. That's so funny that I can hear you puffing. Oh that. yeah, I I got that's my adorable. cord too. What's that? I got my cord. Do you have the one that'll plug in and yeah. we can play it? Are you cool with like, it's like a five minute thing, but it was interesting what Carlin was saying about oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. Are you sure. interested? Okay. Do you mind grabbing that? And I'm going to find this. Okay. And we'll just do, uh, I guess I'll, I'll throw it on pause gang. I won't make you guys sit through the prep portion. All right, and we're back. We got it set up. The uh, the wonderful Paul Meyerhoff, except it's not letting me turn on number two. 
Mm. I don't know why it won't let me turn on two. Two is oh, because you've already been recording. Is that why? Yeah, it won't let you just add a track. Track, man. What are you kidding me? Seriously, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Well, then I'm pulling you up. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) I'll be back in a second here. Let's do this here. The old oh, adios, Paul. Paul's out. Paul's out, guys. Still across the table. Still here. (laughs) Plug you in there. (laughs) But you can still hear. I assume you'd still be able to hear it. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right, guys. So this is a, a thing George Carlin said about his stand-up comedy. Uh, I, I saw it yesterday. I really liked it. Something I didn't know about the guy who I already had a tremendous amount of respect for. But uh, but here we go. Here we go. In the last seven to eight years, oh, Jesus I began to develop a different comic voice and a, and a different perspective. Um, you know, comedy, stand-up comedy is a low art. It's it's a vulgar art. It's an art of the people. It's not but fine. But it's an art. But it is an art. It's it, it has to do with interpreting the world as you see it and then writing something and then delivering it verbally. Uh, and I found a very liberating position for myself as an artist. And that was I sort of gave up on the human race and gave up on the American dream and culture and nation yeah. and decided that I didn't care about the outcome. And that gave me a lot of freedom from a kind of distant platform to be sort of uh, amused, uh, a, a kind of uh, to watch the whole thing with a combination of wonder and pity but, and try to put that into yeah. words. Not caring about the outcome. What right. do you mean by that? Not having an emotional stake in whether this experiment with human beings works. I really don't care. Uh, I love people as I meet them one by one. People are, the, are just wonderful as individuals. You see the whole universe in their eyes if you look carefully. But as soon as they begin to group, as soon as they begin to clot, when there are five of them or ten, or even groups as small as two, they begin to change. They sacrifice the beauty of the individual mm. for the sake of the group. I decided it was all under the control of groups now, whether it's business, religion, political people or what, and I would distance myself from wishing for a good outcome. Let it do what it's going to do, yeah. and I'll enjoy it as an entertainment. And I'll reflect on what it is on its own. And I'll enjoy it for the entertainment. There's a little bit of a sick part in this, too. Yeah. I root for the big comet. I root for the big asteroid to come and make things right. That's <laughs> yeah, the way right. I put it. Stir things up. Yes, to get us back where we were before the yeah. first one came and knocked out these dinosaurs and let yeah. the ferrets we're grow We're talking up. about comets on this show tonight. I know. Uh, and I'm, I'm rooting for that big one to come right through that hole in the ozone layer because I want to see it on CNN. See, I'm here for the entertainment, Charlie. I am. <laughs> People, these philosophers say, why are we here? I know I am here. For the entertainment. The show. Bring it on. I want to see the circus. Yeah. But so, how does this affect your performance and what you bring to stand-up? Well, well I've seen a lot of comedians, we've all seen a lot of comedians who seem to have a political bent in their work. And always implicit in the work is is some positive outcome, that this is all going to work. If only we do this, if only we pass that yeah. bill, if only we elect him, if only we do that. It's not true. It's it's circling the drain time for the, for humans. I believe this. I honestly believe this. Not just as a comedian, he thinks that. He likes yeah, to say right, that. Yeah. I believe it. And when you say to yourself, I don't care what happens. It just gives you a broader perspective for the art, for the words to, to emerge, to not care. That's what happened in that 92 show. That's why I could say the planet is fine, the people are... Because yeah. the planet will outlast us. It will be here and it will be fine. Has the subject matter changed? Well, I, I, you know, you're still stuck with what's going on. Yeah. But I, I don't like topical... I don't like political humor. I, I don't mention politicians. In fact, I defend them in this particular show. Uh, everyone is on their ca- Everyone is always making things. I, I defend them and blame it on the people. This is where it belongs. Yes. You I get what I, you deserve. 
Yes, you get what you do, and you deserve what you get. And I have a slogan, the public sucks. And it works nicely, and people accept it. Not, not, not very enthusiastically, but they understand that it says we the people in that preamble. It doesn't say them the thises and those the thats. It, it says, hey. We got on this boat. And people who hate government are involved in a, in a form of suicide because government is self-government. And if you hate the government, you, you hate, hate yourself. yourself. Yeah. It's the same with the war against nature that, that mankind goes through. So I just said to myself, it's not going to get better. Not in my lifetime. Let me enjoy this and get a little perverse about my, my commentary on it. I, I, I open what does perverse mean, though? Well... To, to look for where the people think the line is. The people have values that these things, these, these amorphous things they call values yeah. that they bring to, to the, to the seat in the theater when they sit down. Yeah. And I like to find out where their line may be and deliberately cross it, disturb <laughs> them a little, make them uncomfortable, yeah. and then make them, and then bring them with me across the line and make yeah. them glad they came. That's what I do. I'm an entertainer. I'm not a doomsayer. I'm not here to preach. I don't do political tracts, but I do entertain. I do a lot of jokes, but I want you to feel a little in danger along the way. I was all right. Thank you. All things comedy for, uh, for posting that video. I, something I'd never seen a car on. And I, I love that guy. I miss him. Fuck. I wish he was around now, but again, he would just be talking about what he saw and what he thought of it. Yes, and uh, watching that video, uh, unlike you people at home, I had the I had the pleasure of actually watching on your phone, and uh, I missed the skullet. <laughs> yeah, you know the old the old guy, the balding head oh. with the fucking the hair back. Yeah. He was great. He was, he great. was so fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I think he's you know it made me realize the whole like yeah like it's it's just watch it it's not going to change it's not like like he said it's not like this guy gets in everything's going to be better this one's these all these messages like oh once this happens everything's going to be fine it's like no Mm-mm. you can't bring people together and and the accountability right whatever who cares everyone's sick of this shit you and i had fun making a thousand jokes about trump being yeah. the the best thing for black people i was the one who was there my family harry trumpman she was happy. She was trumpman <laughs> harry trumpman that one made me that crushed me <laughs> Trumpman. <laughs> hey, we had Trumpman. <laughs> I, I told her to sit at the front of the bus. I, did, I didn't care. Yeah. Trumpman. Oh, that's hilarious, God. dude, for him to mix up Rosa Parks and yeah. Harry Trumpman. <laughs> that's so fucking. Rosa Central Parks across and, from Tom Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, to compare himself on that debate to Abraham Lincoln is just unbelievable. I yeah. mean, like, I wish I was. Uh, I'll never be obviously as intelligent and as uh, and as enlightened as Carlin, but um, but you know that was a that was a good clip to for me to to have something to strive for. But unfortunately, I'm a dumb enough monkey that I will always be. <laughs> Uh, caught up in the nonsense. <laughs> well, I I don't mind, and he obviously he pays attention to it. You can't you can't you know s- satirize it if you're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. So the guy paid attention. It's just rather than him having a dog in the fight, he was just like, I'm just I'm comfortable to sit back and see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I think I I think personally for myself too. Like I I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I was I was I think I was excited to see what would happen if the orange monkey. Yeah. got booted which which he clearly did mm-hmm. and i think now they're what eight million ahead or something like that so they're saying yeah. like it's it's you know it's not even close now mm-hmm. so for the people to be like holding on they're literally grabbing onto it the same way he's grabbing the doors of the Oval office no it's mine yeah. it's my room no i'm not gonna go just the orange fingerprints sliding down the hall from the bronzer or whatever <laughs> no i won't go yeah tours of the white house this is where the <laughs> former commander-in-chief refused to leave after 
several constituents did not want him here anymore. Why is this one kind of pinkish? That's the Big Mac sauce that was on his hands. And he goes, "That's uh, it changes color over here." It's the, the healthiest Big food. Mac sauce. It's the cleanest food. Oh, and I talked about what you said. I talked about it in the previous episode about what you said about how like how insulting is it to everybody with like weight problems and stuff that he had a personal chef. Oh, he could have eaten good. Instead, he's like, "Give me the give me the dumpster food." Yeah. Like, what a fucking asshole. That is yeah. my dream, to have an executive chef make me, like, hit all my nutrition points. And you, you could have changed your life in four years. Yeah. And this fucking asshole didn't take advantage of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. The guy that has done more for black people than anyone else, he had a, a what was it, a basketball team or a football team or a bunch of athletes to the White House and gave them KFC yeah. and McDonald's. Like, you could have made us an incredible meal. Uh. Instead, you're like, what's the cheapest food I can buy? Give it to them. <laughs> they don't know. They're not used to it. I don't want them to get sick. Can black people eat filet mignon? What's filet mignon? Can they eat it? Does it make them sick? And I think I think that was the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> which he didn't even know what state that fucking football team was in. He thought yeah. it was in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it just It's Missouri, right? Uh yes, it yes. is Missouri. Oh, thank I mean, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. God I wasn't yeah. going. <laughs> Whew. It's like when you like watch this and you go to serve the ball in volleyball or something, you fucking slap the bottom, it spins over your head, hits you in the shoulder. It's your teammate in the back watch of the head. Watch this, losers. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, no, uh, he just no, but but ask a Trump supporter. No, well, he didn't. He was he was under a lot of stress that day. He oh, didn't. Yeah, he yeah. didn't mean to. The teleprompter. The teleprompter said that it was it was Kansas State. It's not his fault. He's just he's just got. A, the level of excuses you guys will make for this man is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I just can't wait for it to all quiet down. That's yeah. it. Just be boring, boring old man to priests in a suit. touching kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> the way God intended. <laughs> right? I mean, who'd know better than them? Oh man. Did you hear about that uh speaking of the the um the Boy Scouts of America, they what they have a bankruptcy claim and they left it open if you want to get in and get your um, uh, accusations of uh, sexual misconduct into Boy Scouts They're doing of America. a last call yeah. for sexual misconduct? Yeah, yeah just- uh, For the, what, a, a class action lawsuit for a cla- or something? For a class action uh, for the bankruptcy. And uh, 85,000 people came forward. 85,000. Now, a lot of that is going to be people just trying to do a money grab. Yes, so let's I say definitely. What do you think 50, is a fair percent? Okay, 50? 50%. So, okay. But, but 40. Forty thousand kids is still that's a lot of misconduct. I'd say fifty percent are yeah. in it for the money, but still forty thousand fucking kids. Well, that's almost like you got like you gotta wonder that there's organizations in place that clearly someone's like, Well, I'm a pedophile and where do we get to get away with it? Yeah. Clearly I can become a priest, cardinal, whatever, or I can you know, join the Boy Scouts, but the Boy Scouts is a religious affiliated. Is uh, it not? No, I don't think so. I mean, they have like a a, a thing you say and a, a pledge, but there's no religion attached to it. I oh, really? No. no. Okay, they've got their own personal little like yeah, their little code of thing. conduct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that it's three fingers yeah. stuck straight yeah, up. Yeah. Like that's suggestive as hell. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The kid's like, I don't, want, I don't. Want. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get used to it. Oh my god! Don't they? Yeah, they 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 stick them side by side. They don't even like have the courage. Like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not going to, uh, they're not going to do it. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible thing. And I got my eye on all those. Uh, one time I made a, a gift for one of my nieces at that, uh, build a bear, uh, place. Okay. Uh, you know, have you seen those in the shopping mall? Mm-hmm. You get to build a teddy bear. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all on the list as well. People, employees of build a bear, build a bear, shaky people. Shaky I think it's people. funny that the scouts are like, let's get the kids away from their parents out into the middle of 
the woods with no technology, no cell phone service. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll teach you how to fish. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear that stupid old street joke where someone's like, hey, if you woke up in the morning, you know, uh, you know, if you were, if you went camping, and you woke up in the morning with Vaseline all over your ass. Would you tell anybody? <laughs> no, I, I think so. You would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the joke back then, of course, like in my early teens, when I heard that, the joke would be like, you know, if you woke up with Vaseline, would you tell anybody? Like, no. Like, want to go camping? <laughs> like that was the. It's almost like that old one. Like, hey, if I washed my cock, would you suck it? No, dirty cocksucker. Uh, just stupid male bullshit. But good time. Good clean fun. <laughs> like, I love that the biggest. You know, stereotype is like my uncle took me camping and yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I don't. I think yeah. I think that there's such a low percentage of chance that you're going to have a good time camping anyways, and such a high percentage that you're going to get molested. Oh God! Why do people camp? Yeah, why? <laughs> Jesus, terrible. <laughs> camping, camping has <laughs> resulted in more rape than roofies. <laughs> Trump supporters, get me the stats on that. Uh, <laughs> he was under a lot of threat. <laughs> Where's the Big Macs? <laughs> oh my God, that's funny to me. Camping uh, is responsible for more rape than roofing. <laughs> and the math adds up. That's the thing too. I got roofied last night. Well, at least you didn't sleep on the ground. <laughs> at least you got to shower and sleep in a fucking bed. <laughs> Uh, have you ever been roofie? I've been roofied once. Have you? Yeah, in the Dominican Republic. You have the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a it was a scam to steal my money, and it worked. Uh, but uh, in the Dominican Republic, I was at a, a nightclub mm-hmm. uh, off campus, off of the resort. I went into town, and uh, and I remember uh, putting my credit card down and saying something like, you know, like thirty beer, like a, a ton of beers, passing it out to people at the oh, bar. That's nice. Um, and you know it was very to like nine dollars for thirty beers or something, and uh, but uh, so I'm flashing it around a little bit, and then um, yeah, I I remember a a spider exploding when I was back home in my in my resort hotel room bed. I was working as a comic down there, by the way, doing okay. casino shows. I remember a, a spider exploding with a bunch of baby spiders coming out of it. Which That's is disgusting. Obviously a hallucination. Uh, uh, oh, uh, it, it, okay, okay. I <laughs> thought it was like quite lit. I mean, I'm yeah. Shows you how much I know about third world countries. And then I remember cr- like trying to pull myself off of walls and then eventually uh, calling somebody. And then there was a giant Dominican man in my hotel room with a shotgun um, and a doctor putting uh, uh, medicine in my arm. And uh, those those are my memories of the evening. That's it. And then when I woke was up- Was the I, shotgun and the doctor real? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. So I figure someone was guarding you and the doctor. Yeah. It was the it was the resort security coming with the doctor to my room to pump pump me full of drugs to get me better. And uh, and I woke up and I had something like $3,000 missing off my credit card, something like that. And, Obviously uh, reimbursed by the credit card company? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, it, was a, it was a sick scene, man. Wild scene. <laughs> Then any, I guess, no idea how it happened. You're just buying beer. Someone was like, in into the drink with this guy." Uh, yeah, and uh, and my yeah, my cre- I didn't have my credit card anymore. A bunch of money, so I had to. And they were confident it was it was roofling. Uh oh yeah 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 okay. absolutely yeah and uh and then I got home and uh, from that needle that yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I ended up ha- uh, getting a vein infection 
uh, when I got back from Canada, I had huge lumps in my veins and, uh, and the doctor was like, well, you know, this is trouble. You got to some, uh, he thought I was a heroin addict. Uh, he's oh, like, really? Yeah, he didn't yeah, believe yeah. you? And I was like, no, I was in the Dominican. And, uh, so there's a barrage of tests there and all that. Everything turned out to be okay. But, uh, so they would just throw antibiotics or something. Yeah. It? Antibiotics and stuff. But uh, it was, a, it was a terrible situation. So I don't recommend roofing, uh, anybody. It was, uh, it was terrible. Barrett, go camping instead. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little tenderness. <laughs> oh my god i'm having fun what horrible f- <laughs> what horrible subjects yeah what yeah what did we show yeah let's move on uh, i bought a vitamix food processor <laughs> you did yeah. oh well. i've already got a vitamix but they had a, a food food processor attachment congratulations so you put you're, it on. you're doing very well for yourself oh you thanks that. unbelievable that's an eleven hundred dollar product that's what that is not the food processor attachment oh, there's okay. only 200 so the idea is the Vitamix is a blender, yeah. but it's not a food processor, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they've re-engineered one of the containers so that it's got like blades that'll just do all my shaving and trimming. It's basically uh, like a, well, like a, sh- a mandolin, right? Yeah. You know, the thing that slices or whatever. So yeah, I got basically got that in the thing and then there's the blades at the bottom. So if I wanted to use, rather than going out and buying a food processor, there's an attachment for the Vitamix that now allows you to do the food processing oh, aspect. Because we have a Vitamix at home, like a, a real one. So maybe, yeah, yeah. As do I. And it's great. Yeah. And it's absolutely fantastic. So, but the thing is now you can get an attachment for the Vitamix. So if you do do food processing where like doughs and stuff where you're like, oh, I want to just blend it up. Even the one person I watched was making these little like fig balls or whatever. So the idea is rather than just they like, go, oh, you can't use a Vitamix is it'll just pulverize it and blend it into one paste. Yeah, right, right. But they're like the food processor. It's it's basically been engineered so it can only go one speed in the Vitamix. Oh. So you use it as a food processor, but a lot of food processors are stupid expensive. You get the Vitamix one and now you can do like, you know, shave your carrots, shave your, like it'll slice cucumbers and stuff into the thing. It's just like done. Beautiful. So yeah. So basically you just get in a food processor for less and it's just an attachment that you a new container you put on the Vitamix and it's engineered to just do it unbelievable so you have the sham well of vegetable slicing yeah and I I never use it but they were (laughs) running out of stock at Costco and I was there she's like I only got one left and I was like well then give it to me better get it then I'm a consumer like that there's none left I can always bring it back your love for Costco uh, delighted me we went on that (laughs) it was awesome yeah 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 yeah. everything's fucking cheap there it was great I feel like I'm I'm losing money shopping and your style at shopping is Costco's hilarious so I'm going to paint a picture here Please. we had a we had a we had a cart we were sharing a cart and uh it Mr hot. it was great it we it was sanitized and what Mr Williams does is he walks down the aisles and he throws things in there even he's not quite sure if he wants them or not so by the time maybe 20 minutes into the ride we had three pairs of shoes we had uh we had <laughs> I forgot about that. 17 books we had fleece hoodies we had fucking bags of carrots we had fucking bok choy we had everything and then at the end of the thing you you assess and you're like well i don't need sneakers and then you go put everything back that you don't need so you yeah yeah it's a it's an interesting process it's very cool by put everything back you mean put it on the first skid to my right yeah yeah, you do. Yeah, right beside the these sneakers. Drop them on a fucking pallet of olives. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get the runs from these. That's what I'm trying to say. No. That's true, right? Yeah, you fuck them up right beside the chocolate bark. There you go. Now you fuck. Yeah, you get a this spatula. Is where you live now. You'll be someone else's treasure to find. <laughs> 
I'd never seen a consumer person like that before. It was great. Just I, all the impulses in and then a reassessment. I Yeah, I have a courting process with all yeah. these products. Yeah. <laughs> I spend some time with them, see if we're, you know, are you going to fit in my life or not? <laughs> I'm running through scenarios, simulations in my head going, eh, you know, I had to bend over. To, these have laces. They don't slip on. You know, well, who am I trying to be? Yeah. And you're giving <laughs> tips to people. Like you know, people walk by, you'd be like, there's shoes over on aisle four. There's a couple of sizes left if you want to. Those people are like, yeah, I'm like, they also have gray ones. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like I, I'm the kind of person where like, I'm a big consumer. So I'm like, if there's any other information I want to know, if I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I don't like blue. And someone's like, oh, there's black ones at the bottom. Oh, okay. I wanted them in black. I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, there are like anything two feet from the ground. I'm not bending over to have a look at That's a, yeah. It's a lot of weight to have to hoist back up with the small of my back. Oh, Oh my god and then you weren't sure about one product he had this box of like uh belgian uh wafer yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i took yeah. those back no, by no, the way oh, you did? <laughs> i ate the ones i'm like no they're not sweet enough and i took them back and he wanted to have a, a closer inspection so the guy fucking pulls <laughs> it, reaches into his pocket pulls out a pocket knife like a switchblade <laughs> and then opens up the package pulls inspects and then closes it and then puts the open package back in and then takes an unopened package yeah you ask you me like you're not buy. you're like you're not gonna get that other one i go no some asshole opened it up <laughs> i felt i was alive i felt like a criminal yeah. i was like this is this is crazy wasn't there some woman who walked by right before that too and i said something to she ignore me yes and I was like, i've been ignored by better yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you don't want my pistachio information yeah go i got it. i got the inside scoop bitch <laughs> living your life with your head in the sand no shells over there <laughs> No shells. did you hear me <laughs> did you hear me hey susan <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i try to make my ex hated shopping with me because mm-hmm. she's like you just she's like you look at everything and i and i'm always i'm just trying to make it fun <laughs> but yeah. at least we're gonna joke about the shit that we see yeah of course you get to hear where my crazy brain thinks that this is gonna fit into our life yeah 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 because i quickly realized i'm like oh we're gonna do every aisle when you're shopping with joe you're going down you got a snake pattern and we do every aisle yeah. even I if it's it like too excruciating industrial size uh oxy clean you're like oh look at that that's pretty good we're gonna need that in kingston for the next two days that's the one thing I think would probably oxyclean. I'm like, all right, I don't know what a lot of these stains came from in the condo. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still have apples from that bag, by the way. Do three, you? Three weeks later, I bought a bag of apples. Yeah. I still have yeah. a shitload. Yeah, I brought back the the wafer things. Wasn't happy with them for the amount of. King- <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I ate a third because they had three packages in there. I ate one of them, and I was like, no, these. Well, for for two hundred and some <laughs> calories each. For them to not even be, dude, they were they were so not even sweet. I've had those things before where yeah. they're like crazy sweet. Yeah. These were like nothing. It was like crackers with like a little bit of chewy nah, paste. Nah, nah, nah. Like to the same degree of sweetness as maybe a Fig Newton. But like if you took that shit and layered it, you know, 20, yeah. 10%, 20% of what's actually in the cookie. It just wasn't very sweet. And I'm like, so I'm not going to eat something. Yeah. Back you go. Back you go. Back you go. Yeah. We're yeah, taking yeah. you back to the farm. You can play with other <laughs> not sweet enough fucking Dutch cookies. people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I, I bought the, the Vitamix. I basically just sliced a cucumber in it and was like, all right, it works. And Beautiful. then just put it in a cabinet. I probably won't pull it up for six months. Oh, well, that's good. It's nice to have it's on. It's a great, great it waste of It's entertaining bucks. when uh, all the, you know. No, yeah, yeah. 364 days, I'll bring it back to Costco. Yeah. <laughs> and go, there you go. I didn't use it. It wasn't for me. And then I'll see one that's a hundred bucks in two weeks and go, ah, maybe for a hundred bucks. That cucumber was pretty good. I'll fucking yeah. take that. Yeah. I mean, I could slice it myself for free, but this thing will do it for $200. Yeah, exactly. 
Hilarious. I'm a fucking idiot. Hilarious. I'm such a fucking idiot. You know, I, I bought an air fryer too. You were using air fryer? Oh, I love an air fryer. Ninja? Yeah. Did you buy a Ninja? I did. Oh, man. I love an air fryer. Yeah. Oh, the chicken wings. Oh. It works good. Oh. I've been doing fries and stuff, and I'm kind of like, eh. Like, I like that it's no oil, so no extra yeah. calories. Yeah, it's beautiful. Fries worked good in it. I reheated some egg rolls in it. Uh-huh. I did I did cauliflower buffalo bites. Oh. They had them at Costco, so the holy veggie kind. Yeah. Threw them in there, some parchment paper, fry them up nice and crispy, toss them in the buffalo sauce with some sour cream. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah I like that ninja thing. I had my first experience with that a couple of weeks ago in Vancouver. I went to a football watching party and the guy had a ninja go, oh, it was awesome. They're a awesome. hundred bucks, which I thought wasn't too bad for what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And then they were 20 bucks off at Costco. Wow. So I was like, I think the regular price is like 129 Costco had it for 99 and then 20 bucks off. So I'm like, 80 bucks, an air fryer. I'm like, I never make, fr- I don't, I don't know. Dude, I'm so fucking lazy. I don't like baking sheet shit in the, the stove. Yeah. I don't, it's just, and it's like you do a thing of fries and it's like, and then halfway through, pull them out and flip all the fries. Have you ever tried to flip a no. tray of fries? It's frustrating. Well, it's. Because you don't know which ones have been flipped. Well, yeah. And you, and you try to flip them over and half of them slide off the spatula yeah. the same way they were on. And then you're flipping them on top and I get a spread. <laughs> there, I have no real problems in life. <laughs> but, uh. People are suffering with cancer. I'm like, can you believe these fries won't flip? There's gotta be a better way. Um, Ninja. Yeah. So now, so I was like, okay, air fryer mm-hmm. does the job. It's great. Fuck. Oh yeah, I'm jealous, dude. Can you believe that these were the things on my list of things to talk about? If yeah. I had, if I didn't have you, we could talk about camping rape and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which we do apologize to the to the onesies out there. Iris and his apology. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If you got if you got camping fucked, that's. Please don't tell everybody that camping's fun. It's the people that are saying, oh, camping's a lot of fun. Yeah, you get to cook. I don't like cooking food the easy way in the oven. You're going to go out there and build a fire and make shift fucking stuff. And then oh, let's flip the salmon and bullshit. I don't know. Chernobyl fish we caught in the lake or whatever. We gut it and be disappointed because your dad doesn't really know how to get all the bones out of it. So you're yeah, eating yeah. fish and pulling these little fucking dagger bones out of do you eat, do you eat fresh cut fish? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. I live in the Mediterranean, man. That's that's what it's all about. Fresh cut fish. Uh, yeah, but they they you don't gut it yourself, do you? No, that's what I'm saying. So, so people who know how if you go camping, your dad's so fucking happy he caught a sunfish, uh, doesn't even know how to fucking gut it properly. Rips rips half. He's like, yeah, let's just throw it on the fire. The head's still on it. And you're yeah. like, all right, no, this no, is no, no, no. That's. Uh, I mean, I guess at that point you gotta be just glad that he didn't fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucked you on the food is what he did <laughs> i'm not suggesting my dad ever ever did a shit job of cooking fish yeah he just never took me camping <laughs> I'm, just kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding oh, i've just God. had i've just had fucking camping fish before and i'm like yeah i don't like fish to begin with no no not a fish guy fish is great i'll i like uh i'll do fish and chips now like mm-hmm. in a pub sure proper sure. fish yeah. breaded deep fried yeah, sure yeah, yeah yeah i'll eat tuna out mm-hmm. of a can sure you sure. know but i'm not don't like salmon something to the taste sea bream care. do you like a sea bream i don't even know what that is oh it's good is it privileged fish oh yeah yes <laughs> yes 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 oh sea bream great great fish never even heard of it oh wonderful nice, okay nice fish what about sushi <sighs> Uh, seaweed hate the fucking taste oh really it's so gross man it's 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 that dirty stinky fish smell like when you go to a grocery store their fish section which is subpar yeah it's that stinky fish smell that's what seaweed is to me okay and the funny thing is i was i don't know if i've talked about this in the podcast before but i remember a taught 
excuse me, I got the hiccups now. I remember a time where the the it was like the stuff with the rice and then the seaweed was on the outside. The yeah. black was on the outside because it held everything together. Yeah. But now you're looking at it and the rice stays around everything. It mm. doesn't need the seaweed mm-hmm. to hold it, right? They get the seaweed on the inside just around the other shit. And I'm like, when did that change? If you don't need the seaweed to hold it all together, the rice will do it. I'll take that. Get the fucking seaweed out of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, was it, you, was it you? T- I think you told me. You're like, yeah, you can get it without the seaweed. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Disgusting. No. Yeah. And I don't like I don't like the raw texture of fish. Oh, uh, okay. Another thing that bothers me. Oh, buddy. I get I get fucking angry about a lot of things. Um I don't like the super small amount of fish you get. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah. look inside and I, I don't like the ones where it's just rice with the the piece of, you know, yeah. salmon laying Mackie. on top or whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mackies? Don't like them. Really? I don't like the texture and I don't like the taste of raw oh, fish. God, really? So I will eat something like a California roll or whatever, sure, right? Sure. Or something that's got, you know, fish in it, but it's a small amount. But it's like, by the time you put it in there, it's like the size of a, of a number two pencil mm-hmm. worth of fish. Yeah. And then a number two pencil amount of cucumber. Yeah. And then let's say carrots or whatever. Yeah. Arguably nothing in terms of food cost. Mm-hmm. Right? Rice costs nothing. Nothing. And then they cut it all up. Here, that'll be $12. Yeah. yeah uh, really? Because I could get that same, that fish, a piece of fish and chips fish. Yeah. I can order that for the same price. Do you know how much sushi I could make out of that fucking piece? Mm-hmm. So to me, there's a bit of a, like, you're really paying for the preparation. Uh-huh. You're not paying for the electricity because they ain't cooking that shit. Yeah. Do you know what true. I'm saying? That's so like, true. I don't know. There's something, it seems, in for what you get... And how much I like it, I really don't think that it's worth what they charge. Okay. You know so what I'm saying? What you need is, uh, what we do in the med is uh, you do uh, sushi parties. So you make all the ingredients and then you roll it yourself. Okay. Now that's what you need because now we're cost effective. Yes. You know, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need the fucking seaweed. Seaweed, yeah. You can do yeah. all rice if you want to. It's great. That's good. Okay. Times, I, yeah. I would fuck with that. All right. All I right, would fuck right. with that. But yeah. yeah, not big, big pieces of eel. Oh, whatever that yellow shit is that they put on top of it. Yeah. want some I fucking, know. I don't know. No. I've, I've, my listeners have heard me talk at length about how, like I told people I don't like fish and like, well, did you try it here? Did you try it there? I've gone all the way to Halifax, sat on the Harbor, ate at a restaurant where they caught the lobster out of the, the water right then and there. Yeah. 50 bucks for it. Still disgusting. Okay. Chewy, rubbery. It's not for me. All right. All right. Yeah. Some people like it in the butt. I don't. Yeah. Scottish. I, mean, I wouldn't know. Scottish. Maybe I do actually. You know what? I don't mean to be so fucking, uh, <laughs> closed minded, you know? But I will tell you, I am actually currently more open-minded to taking it in the ass than I am to eating sushi. How about that? How about that? <laughs> How about that? That's a strong disdain. I should put that in the tagline of the podcast. Yeah. Listen to Josh talk about this, that, and the other. <laughs> For what it's worth, he's more open to... <laughs> now, overpriced. Overpriced. But I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Right? And, well, in terms of costs, see, seafood's not cheap. No. So, like, why would I go out of my way to buy the expensive shit when I'm just as happy having a piece of fucking chicken breast? And I just I'm like ha- the feeling after. You're, you're eating, like, a polar bear, you know? It's just yeah. like, yeah, you, you don't have that disgusting, like, what the fuck happened after you're eating whatever. You know, sushi is just clean burn, and I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. maybe maybe I'll give it another try. Maybe maybe what we'll do is, if there's time, maybe we'll go to a sushi spot. Great. Oh, we got a da- we got a date on Monday. We're gonna, yeah, we'll do so- we'll do sushi on okay. Monday. How do you feel about those places where you just go in, you order off the iPads, and they just keep bringing it to the table? Uh oh, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, or a train. I like a sushi train too, where that where there's a moving conveyor belt. Oh, I don't think we have any of those. Now. What? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh God, I can check. I I wouldn't be the one to know, but Jason loves sushi. And I, he's never gone to that. So that's, they just have it going and people pick yeah, it up. Comparable. I would imagine during the time of COVID, that's probably not Ooh, something that they would like. Because buffets are closed too. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. So yeah. they probably wouldn't be like, yeah, get your fucking, yeah, get, get your, your Rona fingers all over these fucking things. Get your mitts on there, kid. 
So look at this. We've talked about the air fryer, huh? We talked about the Vitamix, <laughs> the sleep apnea adventures. That's so funny, dude. I, I, ugh. I had a bit, I, I think I want to write this as a bit. I thought about this when I was just standing at Costco staring, but just the, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Cause you're sure. a sweetie pie. Whatever happened to staring, <laughs> staring, staring. Yeah. When you stare at somebody every, like I, I, you know, when kids stare at you, Yeah, you know, that like your, your first instinct is, oh, that's so rude. Like they don't know any better and they're fascinated. Yeah. It's a curiosity thing. You know, I don't know me personally. I don't feel insulted when a kid's staring at me, hmm. regardless of the reasons. Like, Cause a kid is probably staring because you know, at that point you're just what's getting my attention. And there's probably some sort of instinctual thing of like maybe danger or whatever. Yeah. Cause kids always stare at the most outward, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is if you stare at a beautiful woman, that's rude. Very rude. Why? Well, because you, you, it's like that Seinfeld. You get a glimpse of it and you look away. Why? It, because you're threatening them. Staring's threatening. Is so it? when you look, when you stare at a, it's a threatening move. You, even when a kid's doing it? No, but that, so a that's where I a threat. But well, but that's what I would ask: is at what point, right? At what moment does it step over the line from threatening to not or non-threatening to threatening? I'd say at 14 years old. <laughs> That exact day. Yeah. Happy birthday. Drop your gaze. Yeah. Drop your gaze. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes down, boy. <laughs> yeah. Your mom and dad hand you a gift. Like, Don't you fucking eye fuck me, kid. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, exactly. I just, uh, to me, I, I I was thinking about it because I have nothing better to, I mean, I could be working while I'm at work, but instead I'm just thinking about staring. Mm-hmm. I just, I was thinking like kids were staring at me and then there was, you know, beautiful women that you, you know, try not to get busted looking at. And I was just like, I don't like, there's a point where. I totally get why people say it's rude, mm-hmm. but part of me is like, isn't that because of the fact that we've given it context? Like if you look great and someone's just staring, mm-hmm. wouldn't that is like, I mean, I, I, it's hard because I get the argument. I'm not saying it's not rude to stare, but I'm saying, isn't that, isn't that context that we've as a society given it? Right. Cause it's not threatening when a kid's doing it. Right. Right. Because why? Cause the kid's fascinated. Yeah. Taking it in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's adorable. Is it rude, it's innocent. Is it rude to stare at art? No. In mm. fact, it's almost, that's what you're supposed to do. Why? Because it's good looking. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But if you did that to a human mm-hmm. for the exact same reason, wow, look how fucking, that's rude. Yeah. And I'm saying that's not, to me, that's not real. That's mm. context we've given it. Well, let, let me hit you with this. Yes, it, please. It, and that's why I brought it up. I'd want a different perspective. Yeah. So sometimes we do stare at humans in an artistic way, but they are putting themselves in that situation, let's say on a runway or a, right. you know, and then that's completely fine because uh, there is an, an agreement there. There is a, uh, you know, I'm going to do this. You're going to watch and stare at me and that's fine. But if you're just out in the public place where there's no agreement and the other party is not uh, previous to your staring agreement, then then it becomes threatening and a shitty thing to do. I think because now you're. Putting, I don't disagree. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. To me, it was the 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 curiosity of like because like I said, I do get it. I get that you can scare someone with it. You talked. Uh, you told me that story about you were just running at night and you scared the shit out of some hooker because she thought you were going to attack her. You can't just run at night. Like, yeah. So I guess to me the 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 part that's fascinating to me is not so much the act as just it's it's another one of those things in society where people have predetermined intent. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So to me, it was just fascinating because I'm like, yeah, because when a kid's doing it, we just predetermine that it's not rude. And if an adult's doing it, we predetermine that it is rude. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, but there's people who, you know, like, mm, 
there's people with like special needs when they stare. It's like, again, you automatically just know it's yeah. not, they're not trying to be rude. It goes back to that fascination, that curiosity. Yeah. I just, so the thing to me in my head, the reason why I say, Hey, whatever happened to staring is to me, I'm like, I know that there's still times where I'll stare at something that's fine. Like you can stare at something in nature. You're not threatening it. It's not rude. Mm -hmm. Even though that thing has not, you stare at an animal. We go, that's literally what a zoo is. Go stare at things. Yeah. Right. And you're like, ah, but I'm not a threat to them. Okay, but you're also not a threat to the woman that you may be staring at. Mm -hmm. She may perceive it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not a threat to them, you know, personally. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, it fascinated me for a moment in my brain where I was just like, we've just decided that staring is rude. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't understand why. I do. You, you, you illustrated it beautifully. But I just thought it was interesting to me that it's one of those things where we've decided when, when this person does it at this age, it's a threat. When this person does it at this age, not even though you might be staring for the same reason. Yeah. Let's say someone has a, a disability or a disfigurement. Mm -hmm. Child stares, okay, not a threat, right? But an, an adult does. It's rude. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This is just kind of where my brain went, where it's like, well, they've never seen it before as a child. They're looking. They're not trying to be rude. Well, I've never seen it before, and it's fascinating. I don't look because obviously we go, well, that might make that person uncomfortable or insecure. Yeah. But then my brain went to in terms of like, again, being an egalitarian. I'm like, well, yeah, but if I just deliberately look away from you, isn't that also some form of disrespect mm, yeah. to treat you like you're not there that to just avoid you entirely? To me, that's equally disrespectful to looking because to me, the staring is an attempt at understanding. Standing, whereas looking away is a dismissal. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? That what makes I'm trying sense. To say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of like just the overall act of staring. We've decided when it's okay, when it's not, who's threatening with it, who's not, even though there's been no like back to what Carlin said in terms of the individual, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's all a group. Mm -hmm. You're an adult, you can't stare, your kid, go ahead, it's totally fine. There's no threat. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not I don't have answers. Yeah. I'm just saying that was a thought process that occupied Ooh. my head for a good well, five minutes going like, yeah, it's really uh I'll tell you this. Uh, when I was a young man, um, uh, they used to call me Winston Churchill. Uh, when I was really, uh, when I was uh, from when I was born to about three years old, I looked like Winston Churchill. Because you got smoked cigars. cigars? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, but I did. I, <laughs> I did have cigars for my first bir first birthday for my aunts and uncles, and because they, they thought still, you looked like yeah, shirt lads, and I was just grumpy <laughs> son of a bitch. And uh, we were in a restaurant. Of course, I don't remember this, but. Um, we were sitting there, me and my family, and a gentleman came up to my family's table and said, um, I've already ordered and paid, um, but I'm not going to eat my food today because your son won't stop staring at me and it's uh, disturbing me and I'm leaving the restaurant. And I guess I just, I just sat there and stared at the guy until he left. He didn't even eat his food. So all about that, sometimes kids can be threatening. That's a wood chipper guy if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, that's a wood chipper guy. Yeah, 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 for sure. What an asshole. That's a that's a reference from Paul's act, which I won't spoil on the podcast. I actually thought about that. I'm like, I'd love to ask the audience who are people that they bought. I was like, yeah, but then that just kind of like burns the bit. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, 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 won't yeah. do that. But just know that's you're the wood chipper guy. <laughs> Come see Paul's act. You got two nights in Ottawa to see him. Maybe, maybe who knows? It might be a lockdown. I think they're going to do some announcements today. <laughs> You and I'll be stuck to the TV again. Wait, no, sorry. I got a Manny Petty to go to, buddy. I got <laughs> to take a quick look at the clock. Oh, oh I'm yeah. supposed to. I'll get a hold of my buddy. Oh, my God. My friend uh, Greg is messing. A lot of people. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, something bad happened? Uh, I don't know. Did they take the Vitamix off? Uh, is there a recall on Vitamix? Oh, it's a. Uh, is there a recall? No, it's actually a friend of mine who owns a restaurant. Uh, and hold on here. Uh, it looks coming to my attention that it has been even tougher for the kids from an elementary school in our neighborhood. 
In speaking with a staff member, I learned that many children are coming to school without enough to eat. Oh, and returning home to a little more. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a call to action for, uh, for helping out with Christmas meals. So I'll, I'll take a look at that in detail later and see if I can help. Uh, boopity boop, boppity beep. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyways, I'm glad we, we addressed the staring thing. Cause mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, it's just, and I get staring at a woman can be threatening. I do get that. Yeah. But I do think there's also a certain alert. Like, I mean, obviously there's an instinctual hormonal thing. Like <laughs> pray. I would imagine the staring is pray. Yeah. Cause I think I shared this with my listeners a long time ago, but if I, I'll share it with you is, um, I heard somewhere that that the reason people don't like public speaking mm-hmm. is because everyone's staring at you. And it's oh, like, why does that make us uncomfortable? To be stared at? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Predatory. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is the only time in nature you're getting stared at is when you're praying. Yeah. So that brings up the instinct. Did you know why that we get sick to our stomach and, and feel nauseous uh, when we're, when we're nervous? Like why you're, we feel like you're going to shit yourself or throw up. Uh, I don't know. Because in nature, if you're going to get attacked, if you're nervous, if you're afraid, because fight or flight in, in, in nature is not like, oh my God, I have bills to pay. It's like something's coming at me now. Yeah. The idea is throwing up or shitting yourself makes you lighter for fleeing. Wow. So that's what that is. Is like if you throw up or shit yourself, you're now lighter. You have a better chance at fleeing as opposed to carrying that extra weight. That's why you, your body will do that. Unbelievable. Cool, eh? That's very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, there you go. All in the same vein. Oh, guys, this is this becomes educational. First we talk about <laughs> camp rape and then- uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there's anything here, dude. I bought two cases of bubbly at Costco the other day because I enjoyed the stuff we had. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah. I, got, you, I was going to. Did you get you. through it? Yeah, no, I was going to offer you some. I, I, oh, you're I still working on it, and I used. Uh, oh, you re-upped? Okay, I re-upped. Yeah, and the first time uh, I've used this, but Uber Eats has a grocery program now. So when I got into Ottawa here, there's not a grocery store or you're a literally going to make me edit out a free plug for Uber Eats. Oh, really? No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? No, no, I don't give a fuck. Uh, but yeah, I used it, and it was it's delightful. So I had some guy drop off some bubbly for me. Nice. Nice, you're killing it. I got both kinds, the blue and the purple oh, case. Oh, okay, nice. I mean, what am I? What am I? I don't nice. want people to think that I had to choose which flavors gonna, I want. You're going to drink half a can and return it to Costco. <laughs> half, a <case. laughs> half a case. Half a case. I treat it like a high school system. 49%, 51% more is a pass. I bring them back a D minus item. Well, sir, you drank 50%. I drank 49%, exactly. which then- to me is the majority is still here. Take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's actually, a Vitamix for you. <laughs> Just the container. <laughs> the Vitamix is staying. Um, yeah, I bought, yeah, none of this fucking shit is interesting. I finished the Comedy Store documentary, but the last episode was just kind of like, it felt like just like a little circle jerk oh, okay. chatting or whatever episode. About. It was fun, but I did it. I got some movies, but you know what? I can just save them for this week's podcast, considering I watched them this week. This episode is late, by the way, but I, I had the opportunity to sit down with my buddy Paul, and I wanted to make sure that... Uh, you know, we'd be able to talk some shit on the podcast yeah. here and be entertaining for you guys. Um, really haven't done much this week, guys. I've been standing around at Costco doing the Nespresso thing. Uh, ran some errands. Yeah, like that'll all be next week's shit. I really, I, I was even coming home. I'd be like seven o'clock in the morning doing the podcast or doing the work. Come home. I couldn't keep my eyes open by six o'clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get home at like four o'clock and I'm like, I'm toast. And I'd be like, I'll just have like an app for an hour or two. Not even like I pass right out, wake up at like three in the morning, up for one or two hours, fall asleep, back up at six. Good Lord. Yeah. So I wasn't doing anything of note <laughs> at all. Like I maybe, like I said, I watched, I watched Mandalorian and I watched a couple of movies, but I can't wait for this thing to fucking be over. Oh yeah. 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 Like, I watched a movie uh, on, on the Netflix, as my dad would say. The Netflix um, there. The Net- yeah. Turn on the Netflix. <laughs> um, it was a black hat. Uh, it was a hacking movie with uh, that uh, hacking like, like slasher. Uh, uh, no, like a uh, computer hacking. Oh, 
that with makes the, way more sense. Uh, some guy uh, that um, uh, some fucking guy. I don't know, but uh, everybody loves him. He's one of those uh, uh, beautiful guys in Hollywood. Uh, he, I think he's originally Australian. Uh, Are you talking about Chris Hemsworth? Yes. How did I know? He's a good-looking guy from Australia. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, yeah. Mel Gibson it used to be. If you said good-looking guy from Australia, yes, Mel Gibson would probably be number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's the racist now. guy from Australia. Yeah, that racist <laughs> oh, yeah, guy from Mel Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson. Zafiora. <laughs> and actually i had a pretty good time so if you go uh, what's it called uh black, black hat. hat you just said yes. yeah, yeah 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 it's pretty good pretty 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 good anything else you've seen as of late uh that is it as far as movies are concerned what a, uh, i was on a ride with a series what was i watching there it was on the old uh, oh it's um all or nothing uh sports uh inside okay. like a sports dressing room so uh, there's a series on amazon prime and there i think there's about seven seasons and uh if you like that sort of thing they're brilliant and it's not just um there's football there's uh football like european uh, soccer um uh the all blacks and uh it, it, they go into their dressing room for a year i mean it's just they're called really, the all blacks yeah new zealand all blacks the national okay. rugby team okay um, do they have black guys in the team uh maoris the uh, uh the Ma- maoris are like the uh, typical uh, tough guys over there and uh, uh and it's it's great and they're th- i mean that franchise is, a, is an absolute institution so it's cool to see how they they run things it's so, uh, yeah, so okay. Yeah, well, and how about this for a fucking transition there? We got our DK book of the week, baby. Woo! Yeah, I, I was about to like throw it to the well. Thanks for being on the show. I'm like, we didn't even fucking review my sponsor's book. Yeah. Having too much fun. Uh, guys, the book that I'm reviewing this week, the sports book, fifth edition from my partners at DK.com. Uh, it says the sports, the rules, the tactics, the techniques. So, this book has just about every sport I've ever heard of in it. Um, it's a cool reference book. It has, obviously it has the main, you know, North American ones, but it's got like rugby. Uh, they've got all sorts of different types of like the Olympic games, uh, Athens, Stockholm, uh, all sorts of different things regarding the sports and kind of where their origins are. But it's kind of cool because every page when you go to like, so if you like, if you turn, I'm just, for example, I whipped it open. I'm at kickboxing. There's sections that say like need to know, like just basic things about the sports. It shows you like stances and stuff like that. But every one of the sports will show you kind of in the middle of the page what the arena looks like. So if it's baseball, it shows you the diamond with a breakdown of kind of how the game is played. On kickboxing, it's showing you the ring and showing you like where six, uh, you know, judges sit and spectators and things like that. Not to mention the ropes. Uh, the disc, it shows you the measurements of how big the field is. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, I could go on for a long time, but basically like to me, this is like an encyclopedia of sports. And obviously because it's DK, it's visual. But Paul, you had a sport that you're going to go see Yes, um, it is. And I, if it has it in this book, if it has this sport, yeah, I'll be thoroughly impressed. So okay. there is a sport in Florence, Italy. Okay. It is the most violent sport on uh, planet Earth. Okay. Uh, it's a combination of kickboxing and uh, basically uh, boxing and netball. Um, you're trying to get a ball into a net across the field um, during a bloody gladiator war. And it lasts one hour. Um, so and it's like it's, boxing and and, and yeah. lacrosse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bare knuckle boxing, kickboxing. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's uh, and you. So what happens if you're gonna get past the guy? You have to fight him. You like fight a, like a bridge troll. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah like yeah. I need to get to this net, and they're like, yeah. fight. Answer me these questions three. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, What's it called? Uh, Calcio. So C A L C I O. Uh, okay, I'm going to the the old bibliography here. Yeah, and if it has it, it's amazing. They don't calcio c a l uh, c a l c i o calcio florentino. 
Uh, what do you think the North American name for it would be uh, if it existed? Hmm, I'm not too sure. Hey Siri, what's Calcio Florentino in English? I can't translate it to English yet. That's Whoa. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's insane. Come on, come okay, on. I'm gonna, go- I'm gonna Google it and see if there's an English name for it. Was Calcio? Um, and C-A-L-C-I-O? Yeah. And while you're doing that, so this sport, um, there's four teams in Florence. I watched a documentary. Uh, the the combatants don't get paid to do it. You have to be born in that city. And it's uh, just about different neighborhoods in Florence. And uh, my brother-in-law is a professional rugby player. And one of his teammates is from Florence. And he plays in it. So uh, we're going to go watch next year. I'm frustrated that it's not in here. Yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, it is a really bizarre... Bring up a sport that's not in the book. Now the book seems like it's trash. Yeah, yeah. Come on, DK. What the? Let's fuck? try Florentino. Maybe we'll find Florentino. It and... Uh, and it's absolutely, it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, it said that there's rugby. Rugby. Sure. It says it's a form of rugby or football. So I'm going to try rugby first mm-hmm. and see if maybe that's it's like maybe it gets an honorable mention in there or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's quite a bizarre scene. Uh, so we're going to get the first class treatment because we're we're in with one of the players. Oh, rugby has a big fucking section here. Oh, okay, one twenty eight. 128. But yeah, there's a documentary about this on Netflix. And if you're interested in, um, uh, you should watch it. It is phenomenal. What's it called? Oh boy. Australian football rules, rugby. Uh, strange sports or weird sports, it's called. So they go through a few of them. It's like a, an hour series. There's about six of them they go through. Okay, that's positions by numbers, mm-hmm. game overview. Fuck, I really should have read every single page of this book. And then I'd be like, oh, maybe there's a section on like, you know, <sighs> Australian football. Aussie rules. Antipodean artistry. Oh, my God. Bumps they have and marks. <laughs> and don't have. <laughs> Cricket. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was boring. That looks like frat boy, like hockey oh. with, with this and that and the spanking oh. each other with the paddles or whatever. Such an elitist, ridiculous. Is it but, really? Oh my God, yeah. But I kind of got into it when living in the UK for that long. I, I was like, okay, I, I get it. I don't even understand it. Baseball? Yeah, it's it's almost like, hey, I kept the thing. This is, this is, this is off the rails hard. Well, that's all right. Well, DK, nice try, DK. <laughs> yeah, nice try idiots but you introduced me to these books and they are fabulous they're <laughs> really cool i'm that's it i'm canceling the fucking partnership right on this one yeah well what about another sport <laughs> do, you have a, do you have another one let's see let's see if they if they three strikes like we're gonna say three strikes are out <laughs> do you have another fucking obscure sport uh high ally did i mention that earlier no i don't think so because high ally is the one that i was thinking of earlier oh right? really yeah, yeah. that i know they play it in florida right uh yeah and india there's a it's a big uh how is it spelled j-a-i uh, right n- i thought it was an h maybe maybe it's a soft j oh maybe it is h high ally uh heads up heading hawkeye uh here i think i got it here uh oh no it is a j j-a-i yeah it's a-l not, it's not in here either. a-i High Ally is like a curved stick. It's like the fastest the ball moves in sports, if I'm not mistaken, because yeah. they fuck. It's like those dog things with the curl on the end. It looks like a sickle that's yeah. plastic that heaves the ball, but they're like plastic or hard. It's wooden. The ball's wooden. Yeah, and it fucking hits you in the head. It'll kill you. Yeah, they kill. There's deaths all the time. That's the stupidest. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an unbelievable sport. So it looks like they're not going for the dangerous sports in this book. Maybe not. Maybe the mother's. Hmm. 
There's, about, there's uh, Juji jump ball, jump off, jumping. How about Jujitsu's in here? What Bocce or uh, Patunk? Let's go Bocce. Bocce. Bocce and 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 the saving grace, the one mulligan they get. If they don't have Bocce, yeah, B A C I, B O C C I, I believe Bocce. It's Italian or in France, it's called Patunk. Okay, so B. Oh, B O C E. B O double C E. Bocce. Nope. Oh my God. How I... What's it called in, in France? Uh, Patonk. Okay. This is it. P-A-T-O-N-K. This is it, There's so many sports in here. Oh, actually in France, it's P-E-T. This is your last chance, DK. I can't believe. Well, our... P-E-T-A-N-Q-U-E? Yeah. 331. All right. You fucking... Woo! Ooh, you blew the fucking we 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 fired everything to a hold hold okay you and i need to start a podcast about <laughs> obscure sports on the ocho we'll run it human this episode is the human sacrifice or they hunt human beings apparently it's illegal so they can't put it in the book <laughs> there's your liberals for you yeah yeah exactly okay 331 all right let's see what it says about patonk a game I play frequently with my family. Do you really? Yeah. Is it a blood sport? No, no, no. It's a it's an old man lawn bowling, basically. Uh, yeah. What it is? Yeah. So Patunk game overview, dude. It's literally like the lawn bowling one. They've got the glad guy playing. Oh, it's there you go. Yeah, a white suit. <laughs> it's me as a baby. <laughs> He's got a fucking cardigan on in the picture. A cardigan, a button up shirt, and a tie for lawn bowling. Oh, you gotta look sharp. Oh, hold up. Hold up, guys. We're going to pause real quick. My Manny Petty appointment is calling. <laughs> all right. All right. We're not doing the Manny Petty, guys, in case anyone was like this fucking soft, this tenderfoot. Is that a, is that, is that a gay thing, tenderfoot? Is that, was that a, a derogatory tender gay foot? thing? I've never heard that before. Tenderfoot. Yeah. Hey, Siri, what's a tenderfoot? Tenderfoot is a Canadian short dramatic dance film. Directed no, by Roger Oh, great movie. All right, we're going to have to Urban Dictionary this. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. Yeah, I don't care about that. I'll just throw something out, and then the next 10 minutes is me looking shit up. Tenderfoot meaning. Please be the ender. Yeah. Okay. Tenderfoot. Oh, that's just... <laughs> I thought it was going to read it to me. <laughs> it just said Tenderfoot. Enderfoot. Ooh, Enderfoot. Okay. A newcomer or novice, especially a person unaccustomed to the hardships of pioneer life. Oh, a greenhorn. Uh, number two, and it says it's dated. A boy scout of the lowest rank. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Uh, is there an urban dictionary? <laughs> I'd like to look at that tenderfoot over there. An inexperienced beginner novice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just thought tender and feet because of the thing. Urban dictionary. Here we go. That's that's uh, where that's no. where we get it. American slang dating back to the time of the Old West. It was used by people who were established in frontier towns to describe someone new either to the area uh, or the prevailing conditions. Someone lacking experience and was perhaps a little naive, mildly disparaging, but without any real malice. It is still used to occasionally describe someone who is just starting out on their chosen career. Uh, Yeah, that's weird. Uh, For Urban Dictionary, there was no shit or cum in that definition. Pretty good. Yeah. They're cleaning up their act. (laughs) They're going corporate. (laughs) They're going corporate. Okay, so Patank. Uh, The game overview. Patank is a form of bulls. All right, something else to look up. Uh, Where the goal is to throw metal balls as close as possible to a small wooden ball called a cochonet. Is that that pronounced properly? Uh, Yeah, sure. Let's go with it. What would you call it? 
I forget what the boys say. Yeah, that seems about right. Oh, did I put my cell phone too close to the fucking recorder? We're starting to get some buzz in there. Yeah. Um, or piglet, they say. The game is normally played on hard dirt or gravel, but can also be played on grass or other surfaces. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my little village in France, there is a like a court. So you go down to the court, and uh, usually it's busy, so you got to wait your turn or find another area of it, and, uh, and you play. And, uh, and 15 the old meters people, by 4 meters? Yeah, and they always cheat. The old men always cheat. you got to keep your eye on them. That's it. It gets one page, not even a two-page spread. You got lawn bowling gets a page, but tonk. I'm surprised it's in there. That's great. Yeah. It's it's shocking to me. And it's got all the rules and player profiles, pointing and shooting, rolling in, rolling for a hit, all that stuff, lobbing. Yeah. They're all different ones Backspin here. Backspin lob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So there you go. If uh, if 25% of the sports that you want to look up are uh, your thing, <laughs> then... <laughs> This is the book for you, but I, I'm still going to keep it as a reference. And every now and again, I can't wait for the sixth edition. I got three suggestions for it. <laughs> it is a great book, guys. Uh, just Paul fucked it up. So uh, no more, no more guest reviews. <laughs> the sports book, fifth edition, fully revised and updated. Although I disagree with that definition. Um, the sports, the rules, the tactics, the techniques. Woo woo! From my partners at DK. Books, guys, dk.com in the States, add a slash CA at the end for my Canadian listeners, or just Google DK Books anywhere internationally, and you'll find cool books like this. Paul, my guest here today, has a, a, a podcast, the Microdose Podcast, uh, that he hosts, Paul Meyerha and his uh, co-host, Damon Shredder. Uh, Damon, sorry, Damon, I'm used to the old uh, way people said it, the pretentious way. No, it's just Damon Shredder and Paul Meyerha, the Microdose Podcast. What do you, what can you tell us about that just in terms of what it's about? Uh, well, uh, it's exciting times because we, uh, just joined yesterday was the release date. We joined a, uh, podcast network called Comedy Here Often, which is from the West Coast of Canada. It is, um, a collaboration of, uh, 604 Records, which is actually, um, Carly Ray Jepsen, you know, call me maybe, and, uh, Nickelback, or that's their production house. So they started a podcast label. I think there's 19 podcasts on it, and we're one of them. Um, so, uh, that's exciting. I don't know what it means, but, uh, hey, there we go. Chad Kroger money, baby. <laughs> um, so, uh, check out, uh, comedy here often. And, uh, they got a lot of great stuff out there. Our podcast is, um, um, we're two up comics. We do not talk about stand up comedy. It's just, uh, basically, um, a little bit of us, uh, catching up what's going on in our lives. And then, um, uh, we do a game called Trending Shrid, which, uh, Damon is a, uh, is a Buddhist. So he tries to keep his mind clear of any, um, any media or any, uh, and, uh, and I burst his, uh, Buddhist bubble and I, uh, I tell him what's going on in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we were in Kingston together, uh, I was telling you, I had, I got an email to return my Miss Vicky's chips that I had purchased because uh, there's glass and you're like, oh yeah, that was the thing we just talked yeah, about on the podcast. I found that. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's basically it. And, uh, and yeah, I appreciate, uh, you onesies giving us a shot over there. Yeah. Take a listen. Yeah. Paul's great. Um, 
Also, uh, this is your last chance to see him in uh, in Canada for a little bit, right? Uh, no, that's false. Uh, well, oh, okay. unless unless you live in the in the West, uh, I do have a couple of dates out there. Okay, before you head home. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Well, then I'm going to plug the ones that I'm aware of here. Uh, you're at Absolute Comedy. This is going to be coming out. Anyone, anyone who has a chance to actually listen to this today, when it comes out, and get their shit together by 8 p.m. It seems today, but there's one last show on Saturday. So if you do listen to this, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck your cock a little bit here. Paul. Um, Paul's fantastic. He's one of my favorites to watch. Uh, great dude. I, in this business, it's always so huge and, uh, and and makes me happy when there's a good dude who's also super funny. Um, not a lot of them. I can count, I can count on, you know, my hands and hands and feet, how many guys in this business who are like legitimately good dudes and then just the funniest human beings. Um, but, but Paul makes that list for me. Uh, so, so if you're in the auto area, you've heard this in time, do yourself a favor, go see Paul. He'll be back. You know, or maybe not. Maybe he'll go back to France and everyone will have COVID and that's that's the end of it. And that's it. But, We're all dead. But, but I usually, I, I come through about once every couple of years uh, uh, to uh, to Ottawa and stuff. And uh, um, also, I think, come, well, we were supposed to do the theater here in Ottawa. Um, the uh, Help me out. Um, the Centerpoint Theater? Uh, Centerpoint Theater. Um, and if you had tickets for that, it was me. Deborah D. Giovanni, uh, Pete Zedlacker, and Dan Quinn uh, with the Snowden Comedy Tour. Um, that w- uh, that so, would have been a monster show. Yeah, and we and that we had a lot of tickets sold, and unfortunately, we had to cancel it because of uh, COVID. But um, it is being rebooked, uh, so uh, I I hope to see you all uh, with the Snowden Comedy Tour as well coming back um, when uh, when we figure out our shit. Sweet. Here. Well, that'll give us an opportunity to see if I like sushi better by that point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll bug you. Uh, I'm sure it'll be like a one day in, one day out kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think we yeah just here for one night and then we move on to. I think uh kingston or whatever the hell it is yeah. absolutely yeah. well we'll see what time you get here maybe maybe you might want to have time for a visit but we'll see we'll see yeah um cool buddy uh what about the the west dates do you have those currently do you want to share them sure uh yeah the first week in i don't know the specifics the first week in december i will be at the house of comedy which is in the Theater, the Theater, the in uh, vancouver british columbia um the second week in december We'll be at the Laugh Shop in Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Uh, I've got the, some some uh, Alberta listeners, so oh, great. I, I would really love for you guys to do that. Right, right. And uh, the third week in December would be uh, the Rumors Comedy Club in Winnipeg. And then, Why are you cringing, Paul? I'm uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trying to remember. Rumors <laughs> no. is a fantastic club. And I've I was cringing that. because um, it's on a lockdown right now. So uh, we've this is the third date that we've tried to move it to. And I'm staying bonus time in Canada to try to fit all this in. But um, uh, And then uh, New Year's Eve that week, um, I'll be uh, at the uh, comic strip in Edmonton. Uh, at the West Edmonton Mall, and then uh, and then that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back home and uh, and retire until uh, <laughs> until things that's are great. figured out. Cool, buddy. Well, listen, dude, this was so much fun. It always is to to sit and chat. Um, appreciate your time. Yes, Thanks and for uh, you're me. a lovely human being. Oh, I, I love love me. spending time with you, my oh, friend. What and, a uh, sweetie. Pie. And uh, thanks, uh, <laughs> very funny man. Unbelievable stage presence. Uh, good podcast. Uh, keep on listening. Yeah, if you guys know anything about this podcast, if he's equating my stage presence to the podcast, you know what you're not missing when it comes <laughs> to my shows. Um, <laughs> contact at onemanpodcast.com. You guys know, send me any emails, anything like that. I did want to read, I, I almost forgot to do this. I just wanted to read uh, a quick little email. This is from one of my listeners. Uh, oh, and of course, I haven't put that email address 
on my phone since I re-updated it. So I'm not gonna be able to pull that email up. Yeah. But um, my buddy Brent, Brent out in uh, in Alberta, Brent was just like, man, your last episode where you were, he's like, you were on fire. It was great. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was angry. I was angry about the stupidity of people who just can't admit when something's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. The, what is, there's even a quote about love that I like, which is like, love is not finding the perfect person. It's seeing someone's imperfections perfectly. Oh, so even yeah. that, even when you love, love someone. So that's the thing. These people love Trump more than they love the love of their life. Because even that has imperfections, but not this guy. Mm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong with me whatsoever. Even my jowls are perfect. See how Chris Hemsworth cocksucker? He's no Trump. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, thanks, onesies. I will chat with you guys again soon. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining and they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining I went hiking with Joe Spivey he developed poison ivy you remember Leonard Skinner he got ptomaine poisoning last night after dinner all the counselors hate the waiters and the lake has Alligators And the head coach Wants no sissies So he reads to us From something called Ulysses Now I don't want This should scare you But my bunkmate Has malaria You remember Jeffrey Hardy They're about to organize A searching party Take me home, oh mother father, take me home, I hate Granada, don't leave me out in the forest where I might get eaten by a bear, take me home, I promise I will not make noise or mess the house with other boys, oh please don't make me stay, I've been here one whole day <laughs> Dearest father Darling mother How's my precious Little brother Let me come home If you miss me I would even let Aunt Bertha hug and kiss me Wait a minute It stopped hailing Guys are swimming Guys are sailing Playing baseball, gee, that's better. Mata Fada, kindly disregard this letter. <laughs>